0: Hi, you're listening to The Theatre of Peace with me, Roy Layton. And this week we're speaking with Asif Mangera, who is a director of strategy at the Education Space in Newham, and we're going to be looking at the importance of space, place, and community.
1: So my name is Asif Mangera. I'm the Director of Strategy at the education space, that's what we're trading as. We used to, we still got our company called New and Partnership Working. Mm-hmm. Um, we deliver services to schools, IT, HR, governance, all the standard stuff. But We also deliver strategic services as well. Um, so just touching on your point about the work we've done here. We started around about 2016, 2017, looking at the learning experience and also the um, health and well being of teachers as well to see can we make things a lot better technologically can we have more engagement um can we can we deliver better solutions at a lower cost as well so we're looking at cost at the same time so i'm pleased to say that 99 of our schools moved to a cloud platform they started using classroom many many years ago now three years ago it seems like a long time and when the pandemic actually hit we were in such a place that They already they already had practices, the rhythms and routines in place in terms of a blended learning approach. So it wasn't so much of a shock to them. Um, And again, teachers again, when I go into meetings now, I don't talk about the technology. I talk about the outcomes. So one, teacher said to me, "Um, "You know what, my my teachers are feeling a lot better. They feel a lot more in control. I've got rid of all my papers. You know, and I I store biscuits
0: in my cupboards instead of (laughs) them." <laughs> if, that, if that's not an outcome of your your training and influence, to people to replace paperwork with with snacks. snacks.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll probably move on to the fruit and veg <laughs> soon after, but part of the health and well being. But I think that's the sort of impact we want to see. It's not just mm. about sticking a device in front of people. We want to see people making it having a difference to people's lives, and that's that's what we want to see in terms of anything that we put in place. If there's no outcome, there's no point doing it.
0: Yeah, because I think one of the things that um, was is a delight working with you, and was it like when we worked uh, on on the, on the project in Newham, is the genuine understanding of what values mean. You know, it's not just a PR exercise; it's not just something. You know, we're, you know, we're an organisation where everybody matters, but we treat them appallingly, and, and I think that's, that was that was that was very important um, for you in your role to make sure that we understood that the values weren't just an add-on for you for you as an organization in order for you to to develop the company and and it's, it's fantastic what you've done i mean I, I when we first started this the idea of schools having you know 99% of schools being cloud based even then was a bit of a um a challenge. Now that it's coming to Kobe Kobe's coming, I don't get too distracted by Kobe because I'm more interested in your understanding of the transrational, but I think it's a really important point. Those three T's, you know, the Michael Fullan, strategy, your teaching, technology transition, your best friends forever. Is the the benefit of investing in that transformation of technology and of mindset and you know, um has meant that. The schools that have got it are able to really start developing that and building a great richness in terms of staff well-being. And those that haven't, what I'm observing in some of the schools is they're just becoming even more focused on the data, even more focused on catching up, whatever the hell that means, and more focused on the rational. So th- this 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 term transrational what, how would, how would you define it? What, what does it say to you?
1: Okay. So let's just take the word rational and trans. Mm-hmm. So trans state of change. Um, you know, is that, you know, and I'm going to use the word traverse as well. So traverse, you know, is moving. Yeah. trans is, you know, you, you change from one state to another. So it's, it's about moving to one th- thought, process to another now i'm not saying it's just a complete spiritual thing or you know it's experiential it's it's a number of things isn't it you know it's it's all integrated as far as i'm aware so let's just think about an a4 side of paper yep you draw two dots on each side
0: yeah drawing away as you speak
1: okay yep so we've got two dots on each side now if you say okay draw the shortest path to those two dots rationally you may just draw a straight line across the A4 side of paper.
0: Yeah.
1: one yeah. Well, you could fold it in half. That might be the transrational approach. You know. Uh, so, okay.
0: okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, what is the shortest way to get to one point to another it may not be as it seems. So, you need to start. We need to start thinking. Well, that's what I think transrational thinking is. Is you start. Well, not, not necessarily bending the rules, but understanding that there are other rules in play rather than just what you see rationally.
0: I see I, like, see, I like that. I like the idea of rules, but if you even use the word rules through the lens of rational, my interpretation of rational is that which you can measure, you can see, you can calculate, you can build. Blah, blah. The trans-rational is a thing that goes beyond rational, as you say, which is the intuitive, the creative, the spontaneous, the um, spiritual and we can maybe have a talk about spiritual. Spiritual is often confused with religious and it's not necessarily. You can be religious and spiritual but they don't necessarily go hand in hand. But it is understanding that when we, if, if, I, if I were f- focusing on the, the the term transrational, I need to be open to the idea that I have order, I have structure, but I have unpredictability. Um, and we can filter every word, everything we say through either a lens of excessive rational or excessive transrational. I, I I'm not a, an advocate of, of throwing babies out with bathwaters. I'm I can see the danger of a very create. I mean, I come from the performing arts and theater, so I know the danger of those people that want to have a from, they're very creative. But they don't like the rules. Hmm. And actually having rules, if we look at, again, through the, the realm of the rational, those that could be in, in, uh, interpreted as this is how we do things here. And it doesn't matter whatever's happening <laughs> around us. I don't know, like a, a mass pandemic. We're still going to play by the rules. So the kids will turn up at nine o'clock. They will be in their uniforms. We will we'll give them a 45-minute lesson. As opposed to the rules from the transrational, it's actually actually what are the rules of life? What are the rules going on here? Now, the rules may be the best thing to apply in this situation may require a little bit of variation. So when we say rules, we have to when we say any word, we have to see that we're looking at it through the lens of our own values and trials and we may be more geared towards the rational or more geared for the transrational. We have to have the ability to do both.
1: so. Uh, the blue people. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, rules, rhythms, routines. You know, so what happens when the environment changes? What do your rules matter now? So that's the first question you ask is mm-hmm. you've got rules, you've got rhythms. What if the game changes? You know, and we think about, you know, so what, what happens to your rules then? Are you going to stick by them or are you going to? work into walk into the transrational world and understand why things have changed, then adapt your rules
0: to meet that. You know? Yeah, that that makes so much sense. And but if you're if you're trying to have a conversation with someone, because the thing that we're looking at in in peace building in schools and not as a sort of bashing people over the head with something worthy, but saying, you know, every classroom experience has got some conflict. So let's let's understand what the rules are so we can see it and we can uh, yeah. We can do something about it, so we get young people going through an education system that see conflicts as just a thing, but also they have the rules or the processes to manage that. And as you say, you, how do you how do you manage things when when things don't go go to plan? But that's about dialogue. That's about dialogue. So for, for you, the, the dialogue aspect of transrational is is well what does that what does that mean for you what is dialogue i say dialogue for you within the context of your work experience what is that and why is it important well as a leader you're going to encounter
1: lots and lots of different personalities and people who view things differently as well so for example you know you'll have a a person who's will view for example a pretty fireworks show you know it's all fantastic it's going to be fantastic another person will view the same thing as a great big fire
0: Yeah. yeah Oh, now I I understand why people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then through dialogue, what you say is, well, actually, you know, so if you're planning a fireworks show, right, you know, so there's one person in the corner saying, oh, it's going to be fantastic. You know, it's going to be pretty colors. Everyone's going to be fine, you know. And then there's another person saying, it's going to be a disaster. You know, it's going to, everything's going to burn down. You know, it's really, really risky doing this. And through dialogue, what you do is you bring the perspective together and say, look, People want to see the fireworks show. People want the pretty colors because it's good for culture. It's good for people's esteem, emotion, whatever it is, you know, the community, right? But what we've got to do is also understand the rules and routines for health and safety, making sure people are safe while they're doing it. So it's bringing the two views together to make sure that actually, do you know what? We do need to understand the health and safety side of things, but yeah. we also need to understand the community and the emotional aspect of the, um, of the fireworks show effectively as well. Yeah. So as a leader you've got to take all perspectives on board and then understand why people are saying those things, you know, so the rational health and safety person over here, yep, follow this rule, follow this rule, arm's length, you know, in fact, cancel the whole thing. Um, yeah. To the, You know, this is going to be great for the community. People are going to feel really good. The word feel, you know, people. it's going to bring the community together. People are going to laugh. People are going to, uh, you know, socially interact. Yeah. You, know? so, so you, you have to understand that, people are doing things because they have a perspective and they, uh, that is what they understand and they think they're doing the right thing
0: that's a, that's a great answer and the, the the third third final question actually is uh, so what does that look like for you in your personal and pro- your professional and your personal life you, you say well we need to bring people together but what do you do as a leader what what do you create in your environment for for spaces for people to be able to stop, to be able to reflect. Is it processes that you all agree on? Is there a place where people can go to chill? Um, how do you embody and enact transrationalism within the day-to-day reality of your work life? But I'm also, a, if if you feel comfortable, about your personal life. How does this? How do you maintain this balance?
1: So, uh, if we start from the um, work life to begin with, in terms of what our values are in the workplace. Yeah. You know, so we, I mean, our values are work as one. Yeah. Find a way in their shoes and add some sparkle. Yes. <laughs> so add some sparkle. That's a transrational. Let's just say that's a transrational. Find a way, you know, so we have a growth mindset. Yeah. You know, we um, we we don't give up at this, you know, uh, when something fails, we fail fast, learn fast, you yeah. know, and then we continue to learn from what we've. You know, if we, didn't innovate, if we didn't try anything, we'd never innovate. If we never took any risks, we'd never innovate, you know. And it might take 50 tries, but then that 51, you know, 51th try, you know, there you go, fantastic. Uh, it's working. And the way, the way we try and put our culture here, you know, the message we try and get across is it takes a lot of energy for water to get from zero to 99 degrees. But from 99 degrees, that extra degree to 100 degrees, it transforms into steam. You know, so you may feel like there's a lot of energy going into this and there's no return. But once you hit that 99 degrees, that one
0: degree of change transforms everything. I love, I love that. I also like the fact, and it appeals to my scientific mind and my creative, There comes a point where the, the form, the, the, the material form shifts. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love I love that. I'm going to I'm going to steal that. Yeah, that's sure that that. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to share. <laughs> um, so what about you personally? How do you you manage this? Because I, I, I think the idea of the transrational or the spiritual and the emotional, the creative is as important to you as the practical, the material, the structured, you know, the ordered. How do you how do you as a leader? Um, Manifest that personally, and the reason why I'm asking this is because this is all feeding in terms of you know my research that I'm doing on, on um, uh, the trans transrational um, peace building. Is we have to take things personally, and and I, I had a quote in one of my lectures this week by uh, a, um, a guy called De Santos, who wrote a fantastic book called The Epistemologies of the South, and he says genuine commitment only happens. In emotional spaces, genuine commitment only happens in emotional spaces. And from a business point of view, people go, "We don't want <laughs> to get too emotional." But your, I mean, your business is, is actually called the edgy, education space. So what happens in this space? And I think, I think that's that again. I think I, I love the name of your company. But I think what that, that invites to so say we're going to create a space, and what are we going to? What are we going to do with it? So, what do
1: you do personally? I mean, okay, let's start with the word. Okay, you talked about emotion. So, people say, I am passionate about my work. What does passionate actually mean? What drives your values? What drives your inner values? So, I well, personally, I grew up in this area. You know, mm. I was, uh, I've, I've, I never worked in education before 2016. Yep. I, I yeah. was working in corporate IT, local authorities, very, very corporate. Um, and this job came about. And if it wasn't in any other area, I would have said, no, <laughs> you know, it's not my bag, Cup of, you know, it's not my bag, not my cup of tea. You've never done education before. I'm not really interested in it. I'm very corporate, you know, very uh, hard and fast kind of thing, you know, uh, IT manager, uh, senior IT manager. But I saw, I mean, I grew up around here. I've got a personal connection. So personally for me, that was a tr- transition. <laughs> I'm going to use the word transition here, Mm -hmm. from one, I mean, I'm used to running corporate IT teams to working in education and I started off with IT, but I ended up with quite a lot in the end, you know, in terms of, because we did a lot of work and we took a lot of practices in the corporate world and brought it into our digital strategy here as well. So flexible working. Well, if there's flexible working in a workplace and you're expected to work flexibly, well, what about flexible learning then? Yeah. You know, Um, I walked into a classroom. And they had like desks against the wall, you know, and the computers facing like each other, you know, facing you, and you're facing the wall. When do you ever see an office with desks against
0: the wall? You see, was that—that's interesting. The the fact that that you 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 come from a corporate background, and education, one facet of education, not it's sole facet, but certainly significant, one, is preparing people for employment okay. preparing okay. people for the world and you, you have a strap line of preparing,
1: preparing children for a world that doesn't exist yet
0: yeah so and i love i love that i think that's that's a fantastic mantra um but it does require by very <laughs> definition if you're going to prepare them for something that doesn't exist you've got to prepare them with the mindset the transrational mindset to say oh we know what does exist the rational but yeah. how do we deal with the thing that is in the process of being, becoming, and transforming and shifting from that 99 degrees into steam, which is, or shifting a workplace. The amount of people that are not going to go back to work uh, uh, in the way they did prior to COVID is a 99 degree point.
1: Yeah,
0: And I, I know businesses are saying, God, we've been spending millions on um, office space. Yeah. space. And we can do that if, and also if we trust, they, realize, they can also realise and they can trust their staff. So sure. I, think, I love that idea of you bringing this element of, of rational, that we need to get people to have competences, and that should be reflected in the structures, the rational layout, but also the structures of how we educate. Do we have adaptive learning? Can we say to the different students based on their ability this is a learning objective these are the resources this is the timeline this is your challenge choose i'm here if you need me but you have to check in with me on these certain points but you can choose to check in with me on these but you're gonna have to deliver on this and you will be held to account which is much more like uh, a a working environment which isn't just about turning up sitting there and doing You're told. It's I know there was. Yeah, there was
1: one school which basically said everyone must produce one page of work a day. What does that actually mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Come on, one page of work. Yeah, exactly. You know, I will turn up on time. I will turn up on time. I will turn up on time all the way through. But um, and I just thought, what is the value of that? Yeah, Question uh-huh. questioned the value of that. I said, what uh, we've got to look at outputs. You know, and the quality of outputs as well. Maybe one conversation with a person, you will learn more than writing a page of work, you know? And it's also looking at education, the way I was looking at it is, it's gotta be a bit more rounded. So do you want people to be carrying loads and loads of books around, you know, my history book, my maths book, my this book, or do you want them to be carrying around one device that they've got absolutely access to everything and they can interlink the sciences and the maths and the arts and everything together?
0: You know? Well, that, that, that's going to take us on a, a, another fantastic conversation about why we sort of silo our, our um, education systems in secondary and rather focusing on project-based learning or, you know, Key Stage 3 is the, an extension of the primary curriculum. But that's, again, we could go down a path here. Mm-hmm. But just, just to, I'm, I'm still, I'm going to keep us focused on the, this final point in the last couple of minutes. is personally your passion as i understand what i hear is your passion is your your community
1: it's the community yes because i grew up around here i went to school in new in fact i've been to my old school my old nursery mm-hmm. my secondary school already i gave a speech at my um primary school that i am um, to some year 6 kids uh just i told them about a story of a boy and then that boy was me obviously at the end <laughs> um and i just trying to inspire some children you know just to um you know give them you know because i mean the community here you know it's very um The demographics are very split, you know, some of the, some of the, we've got some really, really well off children in like the Stratford area now with the Olympic Park and we've got some real poverty as well. So there's a lot of different demographics in Newham at the moment, especially with the new Olympic Park and Stratford and the Stratford area as well. So my uh, voice to them was, you know, I was in this community, you know, don't let the, don't let where you come from define you. Think about where you want to go and have the confidence to do it
0: you know i think that is a really good good place uh, to i wouldn't say end our conversation because we've been talking for years and i hope we will carry on but in terms of pausing this point um, to 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 which it really epit- epitomizes the the necessity to not be restricted by the place where you come from whatever that looks like but be aware of if you're going to um, going to create this new new world it does require you to be present. It does require you to be in this moment, conscious of what are you doing in terms of managing your change? How are you gonna be challenging yourself and learning? And how can technology help you in that? And I, I think from a, from, from a personal point of view, I don't think we've ever been in a position in the history of mankind, womankind, humanity, to be able to get that collaboration um, with children globally to be working with each other, whether or not they're in one part of the world or the other part of the world. And, and I know this is something that, that, that um, you're interested in and so am I, the whole idea. Okay, we, we are at Cambridge, we're doing a project linking students who are in refugee camps with kids in the UK. Okay, doesn't matter where they are. And, but what's really interesting is the getting away from this colonialized mindset to think that we are going to work with these children in a refugee camp in Uganda on the assumption that these kids in the UK are going to be helping the kids in Uganda. No, no, this is a mutual collaboration. They're still going to look at the the rational stuff of how can we you know, use the technologies, do the maths, do the science, do some language stuff, you know. But we're also going to explore the transrational, which is what are we as a community, whether or not at the moment you find yourself escaping a war in in the central republic of Congo, you're in it and what is going to be in the next 10 years or 15 years these are your collaborators these are the people who will be changing the world with you and and it comes right back to your point we cannot define people from who they are and where they are we define them by what they do
1: yeah absolutely and that's the message i think is quite important to inspire and so people who think they've got no way to go or they've got no aspirations have some aspirations because, you know, even if you give them that 5% of energy from yourself, you know, that, that could be the seed that sets them off, you know, and thinking, you know what, I've got an opportunity here and I'm going to start branching out, collaborating, doing what I can.
0: Brilliant. Uh, We could have a conversation about energetic self, but that's going to be (laughs) as if that's lovely. Thank you so much. Um, I will speak to you very soon. Thank you very much, Roy. Have a good weekend. And you, mate. Cheers. Take care. Bye-bye. Join me in episode five, where I'll be speaking to coach, educator, former American football player, Jim Robeson, on peace, love, and the power of a good education. Join me in episode four when I'm going to be speaking to Asif Manjira, who is a director of strategy at the education space in Newham. And we're going to be talking about space, place and the importance of community.